Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. feels perfect other days it just ain't working the good the bad the right the wrong and everything in between yo it's crazy amazing we can turn our hearts through the words we say mountains crumble with every syllable hope can live or die so speak life Welcome, everyone. Rodney, how is it going? 
Jamie, everything is well. I am uh, I, I am blessed. I am blessed. I do want to share something, Tammy. Um, so we always talk about the trash can concept um, on, on the show, and 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 I'll be I'll be quick. And for those of you who are new to Butterfly Evolution, we talk uh, we talk about moving your trash can. We should we should uh, suggest to um, our listeners that you find a trash can. Doesn't matter. It could be in your house. Uh, you know, and, and in your house, it could be in your kitchen, it could be in your bedroom, it can be in your bathroom, um, it could be outdoors, um, it could also be um, at your job, you know, it could be in your office, but move a trash can that you are familiar with, move your trash can um, to a location um, that is different from the one that it is in now, and then see how often um, you go back to it's old location. A lot of times, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show. A lot of times we go, we, we have a tendency to uh, get into routines and habits and we basically live on autopilot and don't even realize it most of the time. And today, Tammy, um, while I was uh, in a grocery store, I don't know how it is in Tennessee, but um, here um, in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia and all of the grocery stores, they have started putting arrows on the floor. Um, so, you know, it used to be, you know, you can walk down any aisle, you know, however you wanted to, but now there are arrows on the floor directing you which way um, to go down the aisle, and they're all one-way signs. You would not believe, Tammy, <laughs> how often myself and all the other shoppers go the wrong way. Because we are so used to just going in the grocery store, you know, moving around freely, not having to worry about going one way. And so uh, when I saw that today, I was like, man, this looks just like moving the trash can. Because <laughs> we we got to a point where, you know, we just went grocery shopping. And now, now... Even though there are arrows on the floor, we have yet to adjust. And it's funny because a lot of times I don't even look at the arrow on the floor until I see somebody coming up the aisle the other way, and I'll turn around to see which way the arrow is facing, to see which one of us is going the wrong way. But it's so funny to me, and I'm like, man, we really live on autopilot. We get so used to things just being a certain way, and boy, is change hard. <laughs> Back over to you, Tammy. <laughs> wow. Interesting that you bring that up because, of course, I'm out in the field a lot. And I see, particularly at this one store, um, <laughs> I've watched people just walk up because they they've changed it to where the you you could enter the main the main entrance is now an exit because of the way I mean they have they have their their the floor of the traffic uh, designated as well so there there are areas that you have to use the side entrance and go in that way I've watched so many people walk up almost to the point of walking into the door although there are these huge exit signs up there. Um, <laughs> 
you know, that, that should let someone know that you can't go in this way, but you're right. So good, and I had not thought about that, but uh, great point. So, again, for those of you who have never tuned in with us or never heard of the our trash can baby, do it, um, you know, for, for teens or husbands and wives, especially right about now during, the time, during this time, move some things and watch and, and even put, if you want to have some fun, make a chart and put it on the refrigerator and be honest how many times you go back there and do something fun, like maybe have the one who visits where it used to be the, you know, the less, then he or she gets something. I don't know, a free meal. Or they get to eat whatever. I don't know. Just make it fun because you will be surprised how many times you go back to the old location of, of the trash can that you moved. Um, and, and, and I'll be quick, and, and we're going to get you, Marcus, in just a minute. We're going to pull you in. But I remember passing uh, my friend's garbage can because she moved it, and I, I was sitting at her table, and it was kind of right behind me, and I got up, and I knew it. I saw I had saw them, you know, put, put something in it or whatever, but I got up and walked past it to go to where it was to put it in there. And, of course, we just, we just thought that was so funny because um, – they are for sure aware of the trash can baby, so we made it a moment. So do that, you guys. Um, again, thank you guys for tuning in with us. We uh, are ex- we're excited to have Marcus Griffin with us tonight. He is the author of Nothing Left to Give. And if you're on, on my social media page or Rodney's, you've seen us posting this Um I have not had the honor of, 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 of meeting Marcus or his family, I do, um, I kind of, I guess, know Odell. I, I just remember him from, from you know, Valdosta and, and around there. Um, and I saw him post, um, you know, just about the book coming out. And for some reason, I was just led to it, that nothing left to give. So that hit 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 home with me. Um, and I'll share some of that as we, as we talk more with Marcus. Um, so what we're going to do tonight, we're going to bring Marcus in, and he's going to tell you a little bit about himself, about the book. And then what we want to do is, and we're also going to give a copy away tonight. So for those of you who are listening, you have to, if you want a copy of this book, you have to chime in and say something. It is not going to come easy. So um, you got to chime in and tell us something. I don't know. You, you tell us anything you'd like for us to know. But we're going to read it together and um, have Marcus come back over a period of time that we're reading it, and we're going to share our thoughts about it because I'm sure everybody can relate to nothing left to give. I actually said these words, but not so uh, poised as Marcus did. <laughs> um, my, my words are quite different, and um, so I won't share that right now. It's not appropriate. <laughs> But I'm going to bring Marcus in. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing left to give. So we're going to bring Marcus in and uh, let's see here. Marcus, are you with us? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? How are you? Yes, we can hear you just fine. And welcome to the show. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. And I was happy to hear how you were moved by the title and – and and just to let you know, as far as uh, God had led me to say word of mouth, because, you know, when you go through a project, you 
you, you start thinking about marketing and all that stuff, and God had already spoke word of mouth, and that chilled me. And then when it came down to it, I, I put it on my brother's page and, you know, from the very outset, and then you got in contact with him. And, and like I say, you are godsend, and I've actually listened to both your program, and I really love the chilled, laid-back feel of a, uh, of a conversation of, like, two friends. And I just mm -hmm. wanted to say I'm thankful for being here. You're so welcome, welcome. and Rodney, he makes me think about the way that Rodney, he makes me think about the way that um I don't know if you got to hear hear this, Marcus, but I I I know that I heard, I know that I know that I know that I heard Rodney on the radio one day, but Rodney mm -hmm. said he's never been on the radio. <laughs> so that's how I actually I was sitting in the AutoZone parking lot and I thought I'm going home because I'm gonna find this guy and uh, have him on the show. And so I, I went home and did some more searching for my computer, and so here we are all these years later. But Rodney says, Tammy, I have not been on the radio show. I'm like, yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rodney, anything anything before we get turned over to Mark? Is anything uh, you have to No, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear more about the book. Uh, welcome to the show, Marcus. Uh, we, are, we are glad to have you. Uh, the title struck me as well, so I'm interested uh, to to see what you're going to uh, bring to us tonight. Okay, I appreciate it. And uh, since you're bringing up, the, okay, thank you very much. And since you were bringing up the title, nothing left to give. Just like any uh, book, it was a journey. You know, first time I started a book, it was called a journey home, and uh, it was almost like a playsetter. And somebody said, "Oh, you're going to have to come up with something else," and it was like a life. Jacket is like, nope, not going to give that up until I find something better. And throughout the whole process of writing, eventually, when I've gone through the editing process, I tried to come up with something that captured the entire book. And then it, then it came to me as far as about nothing left to give. And then uh, and I was able to find a particular quote that supported the whole thing, and it's called, Perfection is Achieved, Not When There's Nothing More to Add but when there's nothing left to take a, take away. So I was looking for something that would capture the essence of whatever the title is. And since you were talking about the title, I wanted to bring up as far as the young girl that's on the cover. Ms. Sharon Jenkins out of Houston actually helped me bring this, bring this to life, and she's a Christian, and God had placed her in my life, and, I, and I'll talk more about that. But this is her granddaughter, and as soon as she walked in, my wife said, that looks like Nicole. And then also, oh, wow. uh, when I'm looking at it, and Miss Jenkins asked her son if her daughter can actually uh, be a model for it, and she said, when he said yes, she said she knew that was God. And when I'm talking about the story, and I, let me just go ahead and say what the story is about, and y'all just pull me aside, but I just wanted to say uh, the book is about Nicole's mother, Carla, was stopping nothing to create the perfect daughter even if it's cost her marriage. Nicole's road to perfection mm -hmm. will require everything, but will giving her all be enough? And so when I think about the journey of this and I look at the book and I hold it in my hand, um, what people may not know who doesn't know me, my life was in a jacked-up state when I started writing this book. I am a Christian, but sometimes in church you can have blows that hit you to the core. And I remember being to the point where... I told God, you're going to have to bless me where I'm at. Been there, done that, and I mm -hmm. gave up. 
stopped tithing. I stopped going to church. I couldn't even turn the TV fast enough if somebody preached and came on. And God gave me this story, and it ended up being a therapeutic process for all the all the things that I had been going through. And I had no idea what the book would would what emotions would it evoke. Uh, the the main character Nicole is because if I had a daughter, which I don't have a daughter, but if I had a daughter, I would have named her Nicole, and show you how God worked. My niece Ashley listened through me, listened to me when I talked about the book throughout the entire process, and we in, developed a father-daughter relationship. And where it came out to the end, I had no idea her middle name was Nicole. So how God rose, when I look at God, I have to say in my life that God has done amazing things when it's come down to uh, writing. I love writing. And, and Tammy had mentioned my brother Odell. He's the one where I got a lot of identity for because he knows me better than anybody else. Um, this book, uh, and, and I'm, I don't want to be a spoiler. That's why I'm cautious about what I say. I'm one of those people who are, who are at the movie, and I'm liable to give some critical information away, so I'm kind of trying to step back and get a little bit more control. But um, one of the things that I wanted to read about, uh, what I wanted to read, and it's just an uh, opening chapter, and it's just to let you know uh, what Nicole is going through. This is a, a setup, and it's uh, chapter one. You can actually go on Amazon.com, the first five chapters on the Kindle, Kindle version. You can read the first five chapters for free. And it was saying, I was 16, perfect, just like my mother made me. And all I thought about was dying. I wasn't Nicole anymore. I was an attraction designed to make one feel good, playing to the desires of the mayor, governors, and dignitaries, to piano judges and audiences. I played at 307 weddings, events, competitions, and recitals over the past two years, sometimes three or four in a weekend. The repetition of plan was all the same, note after note, taking me on the same familiar path to nowhere through another round of a pointless song. Piano was supposed to be beautiful, just like Daddy used to tell me I was. I didn't believe Christopher had envisioned this when he invented the piano, yet I learned it didn't matter what I felt. Feelings were a commodity I couldn't afford anymore. Smile, hold your head up, cross your legs just right, play another song, play another, then another. Composure beyond her age, one interviewer had written. Mother believed the sacrifices and the small attention to details would pay off. Keep chasing. Take the extra step. We're almost there, all lies. Did God really even care? Did God listen to my prayers? How had I lost my dream? Was I just a nameless face, a soulless doll? No matter what questions were in my mind, I knew I was nothing more than a container filled and empty at my mother's whim. Even my bedroom, once my refuge, now a showroom equipped with a Queen Anne upright piano, plush cream carpet swapped out yearly, walls painted and decorated with images of Beethoven, Chopin, and Bach, and oak frames measured and leveled precisely as Mother demanded. The lamps centered on the bedside tables, the cloth in the closet space measured and hung evenly throughout. When I was turning 12, all I wanted to do was play in the swimming pool with my friends I once had. I wanted to laugh so hard my stomach ached. 
I wanted to get the butterflies when a boy I liked spoke and to see Daddy's face the day that boy asked me out. I just wanted a simple life, but now I see Mother wanted more. Daddy's gone now. No one wants me. No one will miss me. A clear thought to end it all appeared in my mind as I turned to look at the closet, take the T-shirts of the competitions I'd won, and tie them together. With one end around the rod in the closet and the other end other snugly around my neck, then I could sit on the soft carpet and all I had to do was go to sleep. I wouldn't have to go through another day of knowing I was nothing. I threw the clothes hanging in the closet aside. Would Mother first notice the clothes hanging in disarray or me? I quickly tied one end of, of the tied shirts around the wooden clothes rod. I created a slip knot on the other end and and placed it around my neck, leaving me just enough room to sit down. The carpet was so soft, almost like thick cotton. I closed my eyes and let my mind drift just like clouds. And that's the end of chapter one. And uh Oh wow. Yeah. And and believe it or not Well, I was just kinda of speechless. What'd you say? We want you to keep going. I said, well, oh. I was just kind of speechless. I know I, I, I am. I'm like, I want you to keep going. I feel like crawling up in this bed and like, okay, keep reading, keep reading. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know, Tammy, I really would want to. I'm just telling you, it's like that, that little thing where I have to be real. I would be the one who give you the end of it. And so I was like, okay, so you, I'll go as you guide. But... But uh, but the biggest thing that I looked at as far as on chapter one, sometimes when I read it, I also sometimes wonder when I was going through those things, well, those are partially my words. When you get mad and you wonder where God is in the midst of all this, and God had nothing to do with it, and that's where I'm saying through the journey that Nicole takes, somehow, somehow I ended up taking a journey through the questions to get to the point, who is God really? Does he really love me? And I even go back to the thing, the basics. When you're going through such despair, when you're going through such emotions, sometimes going back to the basis of song, there's a song called We All Heard Jesus Loves Me. It's a basic song that, that goes to children, but somehow we forget and go to the basics. Why does Jesus love me? Because the Bible says so. Somehow you've got to get to a point to where it's just because God says so because this world will beat you down so bad and have you wondering where God is in the midst of the God. But in the book, what I wanted people to know, God is always there. And although you may not see it, although you are despair, God has a way of reaching you exactly where you're at. And so, uh, and so that's where, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, and another thing that I wanted to read, and it's kind of like about, me, but it's, it's more about my mother, who I dedicated the book book to, and it's kind of like a culmination of, you know, her prayers and the whole nine. But it's kind of like more you get a chance to see me, and if you ever talk with Odell, he can give you a different viewpoint and know that God is real. If God can turn me around, so um, and it's like in memory of my mother, a strong God-fearing woman, no fear of any man or woman full of faith and conviction, a walking testimony that never cursed. God created the perfect mother for me, even choking me once. I don't know where I would have been without her and her determination to raise me the right way. 
I was such a strong-willed child, and yet she had the attitude, wherever you want to show out, that's where we'll handle it. Because of her, I love strong women. Thank you, Mama. I love you, my cool mom. And that's the dedication that I have to my mom. And awesome. Rodney, I'm going to have to let you go first. <laughs> um, so what's the... Good? No, no, you're good. You got it. No, so I was going to ask a couple of questions because um, mm-hmm. I know you said when you, when you wrote it, you were in a very dark place. Yeah. Um, so for the people who read it so far, uh, what kind of feedback have you gotten? My sister, uh, my oldest sister called me one uh, one night, and she was ticked off about something mad. I said, man, so what you mad at? She was mad at me because of Carla, and she was ticked off, Missy, what's wrong? And she kept going on, I don't believe this, and she was just caught up. And then it dawned on me, Missy, have you finished reading the book? No. And, and, then, she said, <laughs> and then she said, I'll finish tonight, I'll call you back tomorrow. And then she called me back, and she said, yeah, I'm good. So, and then there was my aunt who <laughs> And I also have my aunt who's in Detroit. She All she said is somebody ought to shoot Carla. And I had somebody else felt like Carla needed to get hit by a bus. So I knew I hit the mark with the antagonist, Carla. Okay, okay. Yeah, that that was where I was going with that because I, I'm like Tammy in that um, as you were reading Chapter 1, and, and I totally get not wanting to give away the book, and I don't want you to give it, give it away. I actually just – I actually just purchased it, so I want to read it for myself um, and also uh, uh, let my wife read it. And then, you know, I want to be able to, you know, promote you and everything. Um, uh, So uh, thank you so much. But um, also, um, when did you start going from that dark place? Like once you started writing the book, at what point? Did you shift from that dark place to, um, I guess, coming out of it, you know, or, or to that to that light, you know? W- w- at what point did, did did that transpire for you? I believe it was just a natural process because um, when I said that I gave up as far as that, that was no longer an option for me. And what I found out that God really t- found me exactly where I was, and in the process of writing. It, you know, and people talk about writing can be therapeutic. It was thoroughly therapeutic, and my focus was on a story, looking for answers. So when you say the dark place, it really ended up being a gradual process, and I don't know how long it took, uh, and I don't know if it was years or whatever else, but but it ended up being to the point to where I learned that I should have never allowed anything to affect my relationship with Jesus Christ. Life had happened, mm-hmm. and I'm not to go in details of it, uh, of what had happened, but a, a friend had told me something. And, and mind you, sometimes uh, before all this happened, and I thought I arrived as far as a Christian. You know, I prayed and asked God, hey, God, tell me about myself. And, you know, it's interesting when you get to that point to where I figured God would tell me one thing or one, uh, one or two things. 
And so a friend of mine came to me, he had something to tell me, and I couldn't tell anybody else. Now, I was in the military. You don't ever say, uh, you know, you have to put this disclaimer, but see, of course, I had arrived as a Christian. I said, you can tell me anything. When he told me what he took me, told me, it shook my foundation. And I, you talking about, and I, and I tell you, God spoke to me, and he told me you will never hear the truth. And, and I won't go into detail. What are you going to do? And I remember telling God, look, God, I ain't asked for all this. I was just asking about me. But what God wanted to show me is the state that I was in needed to be broken down. And what I realized, and, and to answer your question, I had to be built right back up. I should have never put my place, put my uh, thing. Sometimes as, as a Christian walk, you can start raising men and women on pedestals. You can raise them as if they're God, and I had done that. Mm-hmm. And when that person fell, so did my foundation, and I should have never done that, but I did. And God in oh, his wow. love and kindness helped me through this process of writing because I didn't know I wanted to write. I, I wanted to be a singer. I you know uh, you know I sang on the praise team uh, you know I, I just but God had called I found that God had called me to writing and He had actually opened up this opened up time and He told me my purpose in life was to reach all those who had lost hope. Now mind you, I was still in a jacked up situation, but God still spoke. And through this process, my desire now, as at the end of writing this book and coming to fruition and looking back at the road, I want to tell everybody, look, God is real. God is far greater than, than a lot of times we can imagine. I really, And that dark place where you talked about it, and I'm trying to, to answer the question, I really don't know how long it took. I, I, all I know is God took me through the entire process to get me to the point to realize he is far greater than I ever imagined. Because up until that point, I'd i been to a church service, and if you give $1,000, you do this, you give $500. I'd done all that. And then Ooh. when he, what'd you say? I said, yeah. oh, wait. <laughs> that's all I can say. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. And, and, what a, what a, and, and when I told God I'd been there, done that, I'd done all that, and I stopped. And I said, and when I said, you're going to have to bless me where I'm at, I meant exactly that. And what I found out, God, God knows when you're hurt. A lot of times there's rebellion, but God knows when you're hurt. And what I love about what God, God me took, took me through the entire process. Oh, my wife is telling me I need to chill a little bit and calm down some. She, <laughs> and um, but she she loves me. She's been with me. I've uh, known her for 37 years. I've been married to her 30 years, and she is my in my corner, and uh, and I appreciate that. But what I was saying that uh, God had really taken me through a process, through this entire process, and this ended up being a trilogy. I wrote this first part was was really just the ther- all of this was the therapeutic process of trying to find out where is God in the midst of all that. When you pray and you ask God and it does and God sometimes can be so silent. Where are you? If you could only just give me a word and he's silent. But God is working consistently in the background and he wants you to grow up. 
and he wants you to be able to move when he says move. He wants you to believe his word. That's where I, that's the thing that I learned. So when I look at the book and I hold it in my hand, I look at what God has done. And I'm just telling you, when I say I was in a jacked up state, I surely was. And, and, and God, and I sometimes say, if God can use a donkey, then God definitely used me. I'm not telling people that way, but I'm just saying, talking about Marcus Palmer Griffin, if God can do that, then he can do that in my life. And when I see ultimately what he has done, I'm so thankful. And then I, and to top it off, Tammy calls and, and gets in contact with me. And, and I'm sorry, Rodney, for going all around the world as far as answering your question, but I just want to. No, be- you are fine. You are fine, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just want people to know what God can do in a life. And I just want to let you know I am 57 years old, and it took me 14 years, uh, going on 14 years to do this. And what I realize is that sometimes you wish certain dreams would die, but then there's a certain burning that won't let you rest. And God would give, and before I started writing this book, I asked God to give me what I need when I needed it. And when you look at the book, you look at the special thing in the back of the book, that is all the things that God had given me along the way. And what I'm saying, and I want to tell everybody in this world that God is faithful. I think a lot of times when we hear about the pulpit of God, I think we would put him in a box. But God is far, God cared enough about me to help me with the project and give me all I need. With all the stuff that's going on, he did that for me. And I just want people to know that God can do it for you. Hey, uh, Marcus. Oh, wow. Tammy, I'm going to turn it over to you. I, okay, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Yes, ma'am. So I have someone I have someone texting me about um, purchasing the book, and I'm actually, I started doing like a little search for it. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. I may have found it. What is the best, where, Rodney, you said you purchased it. Where's the Where's the best? So I purchased it straight from the Amazon website. If you go to Amazon.com and then in the search, just type in nothing left to give. It was the first thing that popped mm-hmm. up, and I went ahead and purchased it. Okay. And okay, the ebook, so I, I think, fourteen. I think the ebook was four ninety nine, okay. and the paper nineteen ninety nine. Is that correct, Marcus? Yeah, yeah that's correct. Okay. All right. So for our listener, if you still have problems, I will um, um, finding it. We can we can chat about it off offline, and, and we'll make sure you get it. So thank you for that. Um, I tried to make notes, Marcus, but I don't. I did not realize. I mean, I I I know I I emailed you back, and your wife probably gonna tell me to calm down too because. This is more about God than I really, really knew. There's so much that you have touched on, um, down, even down to the way that I parented. Mm-hmm. I so I have got to read this, even down to what you said about God. You're gonna to have to deal with me where I am because mm-hmm. I have nothing else to give, not even you. Like and and to be real with that, real like that with God. So I'm listening to you, and I'm just. Seeing things unfold, it's like I'm, I'm. My life is just recording. I'm playing it back as you mm-hmm. talk, and yeah. so, um, and even down to we on the show, Rodney and I. Um, 
I think I can speak for Rodney as well. We both love God. We we love God so much, but we I I I I saw myself. I know I I've, I've been where you said you were. I've been there. Yeah. I've been in so many of those places, and mm-hmm. um, to really find out who God is and how much God loves you in spite of mm-hmm. yourself. Um, and here is when you say. You're just going to have to bless me where I am because I have nothing left to give. And then Mm -hmm. more importantly is what you said about the perfection is achieved, not when there is nothing more to add, but when there is nothing left to take away. And Mm -hmm. I was, I was kind of jotting my thoughts earlier today and, and, and it was because of the book. And I want to share with you guys, just, it is just not much, said nothing left to give, speaks to my very personal spiritual journey. The minute I reached this place in life, meaning where there was nothing left to give, is when I knew that I had so much more to give, but it would Mm -hmm. not come from me. Mm -hmm. It would come from God. Those were my thoughts earlier today as I just tried to bring my mind, you know, to settle Mm -hmm. my mind before the show. And so Mm -hmm. um, you have spoke our language. This is the language you talk best, Rodney and Tammy. <laughs> language today. Um, I can't wait to read this book. And for our audience, um, we need you to get this book because we're going to do whatever, some kind of book club, come back, and maybe we can do a chapter or two at a time. But please buy this book. Like, I, I was going to go straight to sleep, but I'm probably not. I'm probably going to dive into some chapters here. Um, so thank you. I, I'm so grateful for Odell posting it, for you writing it. And please, I heard you say that you never should have did some things, but I truly believe God put you right where you needed to be. So this will be birth. You had to mm-hmm. go in labor. You had to, you had to be where you were and yeah. thank God for your wife for standing by you for, for, because you said 13 years to write this. So I'm sure, you know, there was nights and days and times where, you know, her patience had to, to be mm-hmm. there and her love and just all of that. So thank her, mm-hmm. too, because this is in our hands because of both of you and certainly because of your life and the way God allowed it to go. So mm-hmm. um, don't regret that. Let go so that other the other books can come freely. Okay, appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. So we said we were going to give a give a book away tonight. So, but but you're going to have to press the number one and share something with that you've learned and, and registered with you tonight, or I don't know, tell us something. So, um, or if you have a question, that's how you get this free book that I have in my hands right now, and it is nothing left to give, Marcus. Griffin. Now, Marcus, you are are you from Valdosta? Are you were you born yes. and raised in Valdosta? I'm born and raised in Valdosta, and Jackson Street, west side of Valdosta. So, do you know where uh, West Street is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that like me? Okay. West, West do you Street remember is... uh, Mr. G- do you remember Mr. Gator Gator's Grocery? Oh, that's where where the bus stop, and we would get our nihilators waiting for the bus. That's you. That's my granddaddy and grandma. Oh yeah, that that's was my granddaddy. <laughs> yeah, waiting waiting in the morning at the bus stop getting nihilators. That's when candy was real candy. 
Yes, it was. Yes, and those cookies and, and all that uh-huh. stuff. Yep, that was my granddaddy and my grandmother. Oh, wow. It's a small world. I thought my wife said you yeah. were from Valdosta, but, you know, I I didn't know. I, but, yeah, that's it's a small world. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And that's the beauty. You know, I know Facebook and social media has its it has its downs, but like I, I kind of remember Odell. Um, mm-hmm. But what has kept me connected to him is just his. He's posted so many things that I would wake up in the middle of the night and or the morning, and I would see it, and it's as if he was talking to me. And so I, mm-hmm. I kind of stay connected to his page a bit. Um, and like sometimes it, it sounds, it feels like God just wakes him up and says, "Go post this." <laughs> so, and I feel like he kind of wakes me up and say, go read this. So, um, you know, it's just, it's a beautiful thing. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, you got to support Odell because to me, he just seems like a, and I don't know if I've ever met him or not, but he just seems like a very genuine, wholesome, great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the things he posts are just so filling, so spirit, spiritual. They're spiritual, spiritual food for, for me, so. And, and to let you know about my brother, um, my brother has been exceptional. I have an excellent big brother. Um, and, uh, and, and well, you know as far as about the West Side, he's actually, uh, you know, he was actually a grade ahead of me. And um, I'm just thankful. He, he was, you know, it's hard to put into words, but he's one of my biggest supporters uh, telling me like it is. I've learned a lot about myself because he just breaks it down because you – you act a particular way, but then he's the one who broke down where I was. He's the one who, and so I thank God for my brother. So, uh, and we talk about it sometimes. We say, I love you, and I tell him, love you, affinity. Yeah, love you, infinity, and I say, love you, affinity, plus one. But, uh, but it took us a long time to get that. Now, we didn't talk like that growing up, but as we grow up, uh, you begin to notice the difference, and you appreciate what God has given you. So I've been blessed with my brother. So what you're seeing is the accuracy of who he really is. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we have a very quiet group of people. Like they will listen, and every now and then they'll they'll come on and say something. So we see you guys out there. Um, I can find somebody to give this book to. You know, God will lead them to me. So. This is going to be well. We'll we'll carry it throughout the throughout the show, but we wanted to make sure that um, we get that back out there. I see we've had someone else pop in, so we do have a, a book that we're giving away tonight. Uh, if you'll chime in or select the number one, and I didn't say that, but if you select the number one, um, you can ask a question, make a comment, and the book is yours. I'll mail it out to you if you're not here. We have somebody. Right, do you want to pull them in? Yes, we do. <laughs> Yay! I love it. You want to go and pull them in, Tammy? Call, but yeah, I got it. Right now, I was thinking he was getting it. Okay, we're call, pulling in caller from the two one zero area code with the last four digits of six five two six. You're on the air with us. Who are we speaking with? Hello, you're speaking with Ken and Karen May. Oh, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> That's my friend. How are you guys? We're just uh, grateful that we are able to listen to our dear friend um, Marcus Griffin. It has just 
we're sitting over here just about to burst inside because we've been close friends with Marcus and Carol for over 20 years. And just to know, let you know the caliber of a man that you're dealing with, flaws and all, um, Marcus P. Griffin is one of the main reasons why my husband and I are still together today and we'll be celebrating 30 years of marriage and we hit a rough spot and Marcus had a decision to make and had he made the decision to support me to leave my husband then we would have been divorced today but he stood flat-footed and he said with a broken heart he said I gotta obey God and I just want to tell Marcus, thank you for being so sensitive to God. And we laugh about it and we joke about it and we say we're still together because of Marcus P. Griffin. But that's just a side note. But the book is a must read. You will cry. You will laugh. You will sit up in the middle of your bed and go, what just happened? What just happened? You will want to personally find Marcus Griffin on Facebook and say, I'm going to have a fit. <laughs> it, it is a must read. And I just want to just openly say awesome, just awesome. And we love you dearly and we support you so much, brother. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Karen. And uh, and I just a little side funny note, Karen. Uh, she's a very anointed by God. And when we did the children's choir, me and Ken had an idea of uh, we had about I think I don't know if we had 40, 50 kids. And me and Ken had decided, you know what, we need to drop this down to about six to eight kids. So we had devised a plan that we were going to kick out about 42 kids on a Sunday service. And it's like we were ready to go, and Karen had to stand up in the gap. And whatever she said, said shut the program down. And that's the thing. That's the heart that she has. And, and that's where I just thank you, Karen. Thank you, Ken. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so if we, uh, what we'd like to do, we'll, we will, if it, is it okay if I reach back out to you at this number to get the book to you that I see um, on my line here, the 210 number? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. And what I'll do, um, I'll reach out to you tomorrow, get the address, and we will get the book out to you. And then I don't know if you were in uh, on when we first started. We are going to uh, have Marcus P. Griffin back, and we're going to kind of have like a little book club thing on here. And and we can we can make it private if we need to, so only those who are, have purchased the book will be able to um, okay. converse with us. So Sounds we good. will we will you know talk more about that and get that set up, um, okay. just in, you know to make sure everybody purchased it. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, Marcus. Anything else you want to share with us? Um, anything? No, and and just wanted to let you know, Tammy and Rodney. I understand why people. Don't quite call in. When I was listening to your program, I found myself just listening. It's like you, it's almost as if you're watching <laughs> two friends have a conversation, and it was just that enjoyable. And it's not like I'm trying to interject. So I wanted to encourage you, just because it, it may seem kind of quiet, 
I tell you, I was listening the same way. Now, I can talk, but then I found myself just reserved, just listening. So just just let you know as far as what you guys are doing, I was thoroughly, thoroughly happy with it. You can tell, you can feel, you can feel that you two have started something uh, that's beautiful. And I appreciate the opportunity. And I thank you, Tammy, for reaching out through my brother. You helped me go beyond, uh, you know, as far as just talking and stuff like that. I, I, and I really appreciate it. You two riding in. You take great care of that wife of yours, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys, and, and I hope I hope it's okay, Marcus, to share this. But Marcus is going to join us on uh, Bridging the Gap TV show. So, I, and so you guys stay closely connected. I don't know if you've heard or preach the word international network, but but we, um, I'm going to be awesome. having a conversation. I'm going to have a conversation with Dr. Betha on Thursday, working out all the details. Mm-hmm. Or how we can do it during this time, so they are they are accommodating um, because the show must go on. We, we we still have to do what we we have promised to do. So we have shows to record. Uh-huh. So I'm um, glad that 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 Dr. Bethel gave gave me the okay for for um, for Marcus yeah. to be on with us with on Bridging the Gap TV show, and it's an international work, network out of Atlanta, but again, they, they air all over, and the show mm-hmm. will air on a Monday at 12.30 Central Time, Is but what day, we don't know right now, but we're going to do the the producing of the show, and then we'll let you guys know when it w- will be released. Um, Marcus and his wife will let you guys know as well, because they will know, and so let's mm-hmm. just show our support. This is this is really a God thing, really. This, 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 you just spoke to my spirit tonight, and I needed it. I really needed it. So, thank, thank you. you, thank, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. I'm excited uh, for you, and I, I know that it's going to be a great opportunity for you. And uh, I look forward to seeing that episode. And I really hope that this is not the last time you're on Butterfly Evolution, because I feel like there's a lot more uh, for you to give, even outside of the book. So hopefully mm-hmm. we can get you back on soon. Okay, yeah, and, and, and like I said, I, and I, I was serious when I said as far as listening to your show, you guys have a beautiful show. And, just, and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you very much. We appreciate okay, it. Okay, you're welcome. And you, you don't have to leave. We're going to stay on just a little bit. Um, so you can you guys can feel free to stay on uh, if you want. Rodney and I had said we were going to not be on too long. So I know last week we were talking about love and relationships and mm-hmm. um, all kinds of relationships, not just you know the the man and woman thing, the dating thing, but how important mm-hmm. it is for us to have healthy relationships and know how to build them and maintain them. And mm-hmm. when we're out of sync with those. Most times it's, it's because we're out of sync with ourselves. Like like much of our problems and the issues and the things that we go through, um, it's, it's really come from how we see, how we think, and what we allow those things to do to us, how we allow them to control us. Yeah. So that's basically, you know, where we were coming from last week, and we just kind of want to wanted to reiterate that and bring that up again for our audience and, and we hope that you guys have been reflective of what we talked about last week and that you're thinking about your relationships because people matter um, and sometimes the people that matter most to us we forget about 
or we are most offended by because we not have not learned how to accept them as they are. And in most cases, they are very different from us, down to our yeah. children, you know. So um, we're going to keep talking about relationships and, and love, um, and, then, and again, in a way where we're talking about just healthy relationships with yeah. everyone. How do we get that? And why it's so important for us to have that connectedness with the people that God put in our lives. Like, Marcus, you talked about you and Odell, you know, how your relationship has, has grown and has become to the point where, you know, I love you. I love you more. Mm-hmm. I love you. I love you more. That kind of thing. So mm-hmm. important. And sometimes we, we have to go through these things um, to get where God wants us to be. You know, I know I'm a knucklehead. I know I'm stubborn and I'm stuck in my ways and, and I want uh-huh. God to be here and tell me all that I need to know. Like, I want to know everything before I go on this journey. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, but God, I say, but God, but God yeah. tells me who's in control every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Rodney, and, or, or Odette, which, whichever one, Marcus Rodney. or Rodney, you guys? Rodney. Oh, no, Odette, uh, Marcus, go ahead. Okay. I know we're about to call him Odell. And <laughs> I know, Tammy. I thought I heard you say that. I almost said, I was like, wait, his name is not Odell. <laughs> I almost said Odell. I did. I did. Oh, that's okay. They did that in my family. My, they go through the whole checklist <laughs> of all the brothers and sisters. So, yeah, but uh, well, you talked about relationship, and one of the things that I learned as far as about God will teach you how. I had to learn how to be a husband to my wife. When I first started out, a lot of times you you treat a person as if, you know, you have everything that you know. But Ken, the one who was on the line, he's the one who told me, told me you live with your wife according to knowledge. And then when I realized God had to show me how to reach Carol and love her exactly as she is. She's not my mother. She's not my friend. She is Carol Griffin that the person God had made her as an individual, and I have to take time and learn how to love her. Now, she can have on the other side of it, but it, 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 it has been a process, and that's what I love about that Bible verse where it talks about if you lack wisdom, go, and I'm just paraphrasing, if you lack wisdom, go to God who gives it liberally. God had to learn, teach me how to be a husband. God had to teach me how to be a father. God had to teach me how to be a friend because a lot of times we come in our preconceived ideas of what a relationship is, and we get mad at the person when they don't live up to the expectations we have when, in fact, that we're supposed to be studying them and find out their needs, their love language, and all of that. And then, and, and that's what I was just saying as far as about that. And, like my, and, and, uh, and that's what I loved as far as about what you guys brought up as far as about the program, as far as you had mentioned about communication. A lot of times it just seems like we're, we're expecting to read we're expecting to read people's mind, but God didn't give us that as ability. God gave us the ability to ask questions. God gave us the ability to observe. And God gave us the ability to accept people as they are and love them where they're at. And so that's, that's basically my take as far as on the relationships. Anything that you fall short on, God can increase that. So back at you, Tammy. <laughs> Tammy, you made me, uh, you made me think of something. Um, Marcus, I do have a question for you okay. in, in regards to something that Tammy said. 
Mm-hmm. Have you found um I'm so glad that you had some friends to to call in tonight um and speak not only about uh your book but also about you as a person. Mm-hmm. Um have you found it to be a struggle to um gain support uh for your your uh your literary works uh from you know family members and friends or has they or have they you know, been supportive of you? What I have found is they have been supportive, uh, and I'm thankful, but what I've found that is also a lonely journey. And what I've found also, mm-hmm. there are times that it's almost like going in a desert and you're basically walking on faith. They all have lives. They all have times. And But God gave me, like my, my niece Ashley, I read to her many times, and then she would just listen, and she would, and I was thankful for that. And over the period of time that God gave me people along the way but I had to learn how to chill at first at first when I was first reading and it was kind of like I catch them on the phone I'd be reading my book and and what I had to realize is like they got lives and then it ends up you realize it is a is a thoroughly faith filled journey because there are many times you want to quit the many times you question and when you're in your own head you know, I hope that's answering your question because, yeah, it's it's my family supports. I've been very blessed with that, but I've also had those those desert experiences where I have to keep moving on. If that makes any sense. No, no, that makes sense. Okay. And what were you mean uh, as far as about family? Uh, more specifically, you know, if you wanted to say. Well, no, I, you know, I was just thinking uh, a lot of times when we uh, set out to um, do something such as write a book or, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we we get on the radio, TV, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times um, the, the, the people who are hesitant to support us are usually the people that are closest to us a lot of times. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, they are the first people with their handouts, but they're the last mm-hmm. people to uh, get behind you and 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 purchase a book or purchase a shirt or mm-hmm. uh, you know come and hear you speak. Um, you know, so that that was why I was asking that question. And I do understand where you're talking about because I was talking to one person uh, one time, and they were crying about it, and we were talking about family. And I won't won't say the name, but she was upset. This is supposed to be family. And those close to us, we have certain expectations, but it seems like those close to us can also hurt us the worst. And what I found out, just because you have a particular title, doesn't mean that you're flowing in that. And what I had to realize, start looking toward God, who does God provide for me that can be in that inner circle? And sometimes, although my heart may break, some people, I have to accept exactly where they are. Whether they're supposed to be here in title, I have to rename them. But sometimes with family, they got that title by blood. And if they wasn't family, you know, you could kick them to the curb. So I've been blessed as far as on my family, but I also know exactly what you're talking about. Some people with the title that, they, that they're supposed to have, don't live up anywhere near the expectations of the title they carry. Now, they say it proudly, especially if you're successful, but when the, when you're going through those dark times, they're nowhere to be found. 
and that's where you have to make sure. And I know for me, I've learned to trust in God and be happy with the people that he provides along the way. And that's the and that's why you would see a and 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 and, and where I kind of ramble about that, I get exactly what you're talking about. And as you get older, it's really disappointing when you bring that up. They're supposed to support and they really don't. And I'm not you know I've been blessed with the family, but I've learned over the years who is in that inner circle. And then the other ones is kind of like, you know, I love you. I love you, but I'm trusting God from this point on. Okay. I like I like that. This is Tammy. I, like I have that. a question. Okay. This is Tammy, and I have a question for you. Um, I know that you said it took about 13 years for you to mm-hmm. complete the book. Yes. What was the most challenging thing or time? What do you remember being the most challenging, whether it was time or something that happened during during those 13 years, um, just just what was the most challenging for you? Because you stayed at it. 13 years is a long time, and so uh, many people will will just kind of say it's not for me or, you know, maybe I should not write this. What kept you going and what was your most challenging time? Um, what kept me going, because I was naive, um, I had no idea what it took. Um, um but what kept me, uh, but the most challenging time is because I had to give up something. I was a husband. I was a father. I had to work full time. So I gave up sleep. And that took a toll on me as I continued to write. And then the disappointment when you expected to be someplace, and I thought I'd be done by this time when I'm not, when other things come up. And it, it But I think I gave up sleep and then the other times that, it just sat on the shelf. Uh, other things popped up, and it just, and next thing you know, years are clipping by. And then the other feelings of failure, you know, all of that stuff is playing in your mind. And you dream, you aspirate, but it's, and, and all I can say is this, that's why I'm thankful for the people who come along in those down times. Those aren't accidents at all. To me, they're not accidents. Because sometimes I kind of look at it, you run a marathon and you have people along the way to give you encouraging world, to give you what you need, to give you water, to help you make through that entire journey. And when you look back, there were so many people that helped you make it through. And so, it's, but the, like I said, to answer your question, I just think it's, I just had to give up sleep. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. But it was a burning passion as far as to write it. Now, I don't. Um, and I had no idea it was going to turn into this. Uh, and that's why I say being naive about it where I thought, and, and it was just kind of silly where when, it, when I, got my, I retired from the military, I got my job, and uh, I got a job, and they told me it was going to be a one-year contract. And I said, okay, that's cool. I'm just going to meet, meet Oprah in uh, 2007. I'm going to be on her stage. And I think God probably laughed. I, you know, everything laughed. But I had no idea, but that kept me going. But then as things started falling off, then God helped me along the way. And um, and I just, you know, all I know is when I look back, God helps you in these little subtle things. Like you, I look at you and Rodney, that is not by happenstance. You get a chance to lean on people when you're at your lowest. And just to have a word from somebody where you don't have to you don't have to put up the front. 
you can drop your guard, and that's where you need somebody there when you can say, I'm tired, I'm, I'm fed up, and I've had enough, and they understand you, and you don't have to sugarcoat it. So that's just how I look mm-hmm. at it. Wow. Wow. Rodney? That's good stuff. I, I've really enjoyed this uh, this conversation tonight, and I'm glad that um, – you know, we have Marcus on because I think that there's so much to take away from uh, from the things that he's saying, um, you know, even with his book. And, and again, um, I do want to encourage everyone to uh, purchase the book. Uh, I'm excited to read it, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the, the, the night, Tammy, that we come back and, and discuss the book. So, yeah. Uh that's a challenge for me to 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 read it uh uh before that time comes. Um Marcus, will you tell everyone again how they can get a copy of the book? Okay, uh I actually have a landing page. You can do marcuspgriffin.com. That's probably one of the easiest one. Marcus M A R C U S P as in Paul, Marcus P Griffin G R I F F I N. Dot com and it has links that would take you to the Amazon page where you put nothing left to give and um, you can put Marcus Pomery Griffin, P-O-M-R-E-Y, or just Marcus Griffin, and it should have the book uh, book there. Those are the two ways to get it. And it's in Kindle and it's in paperback. Okay, great, great. Let's show, let's show our support, uh, great people. Let's, let's order the book. If you're not a reader, order it and you know, we have people are in, you know, in the home, in the house together, and they probably want something to do to, you know, to get them away in a room by themselves. So if you don't, if you're not a reader, become one or gift somebody with the book. Let's 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 yeah. show our support, and then let's um, give Rodney and I some ideas about how you'd like for us to have Marcus back. And, and let's do the book together uh, because what we don't want to do is get on here and and uh, just kind of go through the book without you purchasing it because 13 years, 13 years. So so let's purchase the book uh, and then let's you know throw some ideas at, at Rodney and I and and Marcus and his wife about how you'd like for us to do this online without um, of course giving the book away and, and that kind of thing. So. Let's do it. This has been super, 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 super. I guess I'm going to turn it over. I don't have any announcements, Rodney, that I can think of right now. Um, I guess I would just encourage people, if you are looking to learn about yourself, please visit BluffCityLeadership.com and take the powerful assessment that we offer. If anybody uh, takes it and mentions the show, I will do the... 30-minute uh, unpacking of the assessment at no charge for you. If you're here in Memphis, we can do social distancing and have it somewhere here. Um, I can, can meet at the office, or we can do it through Zoom or whatever. So if you want to know not just, just who you are, but learn how you respond to life and why life, love, circumstances, and people, it changed my life. Um, so BluffCityLeadership.com. I'm going to turn it over to Rodney, share, share what you have going on. Rodney, again, Marcus, thank you. So I'm going to shut up and let you guys handle it. 
<laughs> uh, Marcus, do you have any final words? Uh, no, no, no final words. Again, I, I say thank you for your time. I thank you, thank you for thinking of me, and thank you for uh, just the hospitality. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, and we will do this again soon. Uh, I don't have anything going on or coming up. Uh, well, I take that back. Uh, so, let, was it last week? Two weeks ago, we did a, a virtual career week, um, and uh, my wife, Tamaria, was one of our speakers. Uh, Tammy was one of our speakers, and uh, a few other people, and uh, it, it was a phenomenal week. Uh, we are in the uh, early stages of planning uh, another event um, uh, for the children. Uh, so as we finalize that and start promoting it, I will definitely get it out to you. But it's sort of an end-of-the-year uh, event for children. Um, so we will be uh, reaching out to you guys, especially if you know a child <coughs> excuse me, who is gifted in some way, whether they can play an instrument, they can sing, they can rap, who knows. They can do trick shots, you know, with the basketball uh, please, please, please let us know. But we'll be we'll be reaching out to you guys pretty soon um, and letting you know all about it. Um, until next time, which I believe we will be off next week, uh, so that way you guys can um, enjoy your families um, or whatever you may do over the Memorial Day. <clears throat> excuse me, over the Memorial Day holiday. Uh, but we will uh, see you again in two weeks. I believe that is. June 2nd, but don't quote me on that. Uh, but until next time, you guys, please stay blessed, stay healthy, and stay safe. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.